Hey everybody, how you doing today? It's Pastor Chip. Today actually happens to be the Monday after Easter. If uh, you're on track with the days. If you're not, that's okay too because tell my girls, like I tell my girls, when I'm dead and gone, you can go back and listen to these as often as you want to. But today... Wouldn't be right if I just didn't follow up with the previous two sessions of First Thessalonians five. And so that's what I'm gonna do. These um these few verses that just seem to flow that are say so much they they deem themselves necessary to be talked about. So, um, I'm just going to start, and it says in 1 Thessalonians 5, and we're going to start at verse 19, and I'm going to go through 22. So, verse 19 says, do not quench the Spirit. So, what is meant when it says, do not quench the Spirit? you're familiar, Jesus told the apostles and the people that after he left, he would send his helper, the Holy Spirit, that would guide us and teach us. And the Holy Spirit is in us and speaks to us. So it's, uh, it's part of us. It's our, it's our safety net. So what about don't quench the Spirit? Do you consult the Spirit, first of all? I mean, that's a big thing. Do you consult the Spirit? Do you pray? Do you ask for God's guidance? Do you do you talk about with God how things are going or not going? And, and then when God sends you answers via the Spirit, you blow them off. Now, what answers are they? Well, only you know that. Usually, for me, it's like that conscience, you know, that says, don't do something. Or, help that person out. Or, you see a person that needs gas, you buy them gas. The birds have come to hear the topic today, haven't they? But that's the Spirit speaking to you. You know, you walk by somebody on the side of the street and they're begging and something tells you, I should go back. That's the Spirit. That's the Spirit. Do you listen to the Spirit? When your Spirit tells you, don't say that, and you go, oh crap, I let my mouth just engage and went along and got me in trouble. Or you're riding down the road, you hear some voice in your head that says, you know, I really should call so-and-so. I haven't talked to him. Maybe I said something that hurt their feelings and 
you know, I'll give you an example. It happened to me not long ago. I was sitting in this place, and this lady came in, a friend of mine, and I said, get out of here. I said it jokingly, and I said it in front of other people. And she told them what she was wanting and said, well, I'll come back in a little bit. And she just left. And, you know, the more I sat there uh, trying to be funny, I realized I wasn't funny. And so I went to her and I told her, I said, you know, sorry I said that. I shouldn't have. I was out of line. She said, oh, it's no big deal. I said, no, it is a big deal. I want to apologize. So the Spirit laid it on me that I should apologize. And I did. I felt better. I hope she felt better. So test the Spirit. I mean, do not quench the Spirit. And then it says, verse 20, do not despise prophecies. Boy, that's a good one right there. Now, what are prophecies? What are prophecies? Somebody tells you that you shouldn't do something because harm might befall you. You think, ah, they don't know what they're talking about. It's just a wise tales. But is it? Somebody tells you, don't go down that road. Don't go down that road at night. Some bad stuff down there. And you go down that road, and you get hurt. What happens? Or other prophecies? What about other prophecies? Why should we not despise them? They were... There are warnings. They are things that keep us in check or help us out. Or People have known about them for centuries for a reason. Prophetic prophecies. People tell you they had a dream that you... Probably shouldn't do something, or you probably should. You know, and that's a good point. I have a friend that's, um, he's really good at interpreting dreams. He's like Daniel to me. You know, Daniel interpreted the dreams for the king. Because the king didn't understand his dreams. And my friend Jeff is the same way. When I have dreams that are out of the ordinary, I call him up and we talk through it. And he tells me what he thinks these dreams mean. So, do you have somebody like that? Do you have dreams? Do you have any prophecies in your life that you're kind of like blowing off. Well, you probably shouldn't. Verse 22. 
No, I'm sorry. 21. It says, Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. How do we test things? Well, we can test the Lord. In a sense, um, people did it in the Bible. But the way that I say test, but I don't mean test, test him. I I guess it is. uh, You pray and do you fast? Do you think about your life? You know, if you put a lot of prayer and a lot of time and a lot of effort into trying to figure out what God wants you to do, I'm sure he'll give you a sign. He has me. But now test him just for the sake of testing him. I wouldn't be doing that. Test all things and hold fast to what is good. You know what? You're sitting in the church and your preacher says he feels that you're supposed to do something. Test it. Test it. Read about it. Pray about it. Search your heart. Ask God for guidance. And hold fast to what you feel is good. That is your conscience. That is the Spirit talking to you. Hold fast what is good. That's not a hard one. Most people know good, right from wrong. That was kind of self-explanatory. Verse 22. Abstain from every form of evil. Now man, I hate to tell you that. Tell you this. I believe in every person. I don't care if you're a Christian or not. I believe you know right from wrong. That's just bread in you. It's wrong if somebody takes your food from you. It's wrong if somebody busts you in the eye. You know that's wrong. You know it's wrong to... To take what's not yours. You know it's wrong to hurt other people. You don't need to be told. What is right and wrong. But if you. Go about it. Like it's not even a care in the world to you. You have no regard for the welfare of other people. Life, respect, you're you're doing evil. Plain and simple. What is evil? Evil is 
cutting people off in traffic just because you can. Evil is hitting on somebody's boyfriend or girlfriend or spouse in front of you, in front of them, just because you can. Had a sister-in-law. Her life goal was to wreck marriages. That's evil. She didn't care. She thought that it was a challenge to wreck a marriage. You know, people, the grass is not always greener. Sometimes the grass on the other side of the fence is fertilized with manure. Abstain from every form of evil. If you're riding with some friends and they say, we're going to go down to so-and-so's and Bust the windows out of their car. Cut their tires because they made me mad. You gonna ride with them? Or you gonna get out of the car and walk? Evil comes in many shapes. Evil is indiscriminate. Evil will take a life, wreck a home, destroy people, and it doesn't care. People, these are verses to live by. 1 Thessalonians has some wise words in it, in chapter 5. I broke it down for you, sections 1, 2, and 3. And the big wrap-up of this little recipe is actually verse 23. I wasn't going to include it, but I guess I will. It says, Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. What he's saying is, walk an upright life. Hold your head high. Treat people with respect. And when that day comes that you're in front of the great throne of judgment, you don't have anything to be afraid of. You know, let me tell y'all something. When I was early on in the Christian, in the ministry, I walked by people and 
drove by people. Later that evening or day or whatever, I kept thinking to myself, I should have done something. Should have done something. I can't believe I drove by. I can't believe I didn't listen. Now, I try even harder. I know I miss out on opportunities. I know I miss people. I know I miss things. But I try. Last week, I was riding down the road. And I actually turned my car around and went back to a church that I had driven by because there was a couple of cars out there and I just felt the felt the nudge that I needed to go back to that church and give them my card and say, here I am if you need me. What can I do for you? Share my message, my story. And you know, I walked in and that pastor said to me, he recognized me from somewhere, and I recognized him. We'd met in the past only once. <laughs> but he told me he was having a hard time coming up with an Easter sermon because he'd been doing, he'd been preaching it for so many years, and he just needed a different way, a different story, a, a different message. And you know, we sat there and talked for 20 minutes. Just two men talking about the gospel. Tossing around a few ideas. And then I left. I hope that man was able to put something together for his church on Sunday. But you know what? If I'd have kept driving, I would not have obeyed the Spirit. I would have quenched it. And I don't know what blessing I might have missed out on if I'd have driven down the road. But by going back, I was blessed with getting to sit there and talk with that man and share stories to Two Christian preachers sharing stories and ideas together. And you know what, people? That's obeying the Spirit, and that's God putting me where I needed to be at that moment, right then. So listen to the voice inside of you, people. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good? Abstain from every form of evil. And this is Pastor Chip. God bless you. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great evening, a great day, great morning. And we'll catch you the next time.